Welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Gabe. I'm here, my psychic is here. Here. And so is our guest. Let's get started. Who do we have on today's show? Today we are continuing with our season four fun with actress and instructor, Gloria Garayua. I can't wait to hear all about her journey. But before we get started, let's give a shout out to our sponsors, Fade Life Clothing, BCK Online, and Link PR. Fade Life Clothing is a unique clothing line out of Atlanta, Georgia, geared towards those who love intoxicating style. BCK Online is a digital online magazine that keeps you in the know and up to date on the lives of young entertainers, rising stars, parents, and much more. And our newest addition to the family, Link PR, is definitely the missing link to your success in the entertainment industry. I'm glad Fade Life and BCK Online are both back for another season, and welcome Link PR. All right, guys, go grab your snacks, sit back, relax, and as always, enjoy the show. Gloria, welcome to the show. We're glad you could join us for Just Talk With Gabe. Hi, Gabe. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being on. Uh, our listeners want us to dive right in, so let's get into it. Absolutely. We're super excited. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Tiffany. So good to see you. Well, hear you guys. Exactly. Yeah. It's good to hear, hear you <laughs> slash see you, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You are an amazing actress. Can you tell us how you got started in the industry? Why, thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I started when I was four. But just for fun, you know, like, oh, I got something in my throat. <clears> throat> Sorry. <laughs> just for fun, you know, like school plays and that kind of thing. And honestly, I, I always wanted to be an actress, but I, I thought actors were aliens. And I, I, I was like, there's no way I could do that. I'm not an alien. And anyway, so um, I finally got older and realized how silly that was. And um, when it was time to pick a major in college, I chose acting. So I actually majored in acting in college. And wow. I think part of that for me was I knew that I needed training. Um, I had some natural talent and I definitely had the ambition. And I I just needed to know how the industry worked. So that was really amazing for me, that experience. So, so yeah, I've been doing this since I was four, but professionally now, well, you know, I don't really want to get into age, but <laughs> professionally <laughs> now for a long time. <laughs> yeah. right. Now, which planet did you think actors were from? Uh, that's a great question. You know, I just wondered how these people ended up in my TV. So that's where the alien concept came from. Uh, that's true. That's, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> now, what has been the one character that you've portrayed that you think you relate the most to? Oh, oh you know, um, let me think. So many. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I think it was Detective Ramos. So the character that I played in Reckoning, which is still on Netflix, um, she was a badass. And I know I have an inner badass. I just don't let it out very often. Um, <laughs> and I remember I've always had long hair. And I, I remember them wanting to cut it for this role. And I, I was like, yeah, I'm down for that because I feel like that'll express feelings I've been, feelings on, been feeling on the inside, but I've been too scared to do. And when they cut my hair, it it was a image shift for me, <laughs> psychologically and physically, because I just felt so different. But it just felt so right. Um, it's actually taken me forever to grow my hair out. That was only three years ago. <laughs> and like, wow. It's taken me this long. T- That's why I'm like hanging on to it, because well, there'll be a day where I'll just cut it off and <laughs> it'll be short for a long time or ever. But that role was so fun. I just love dissecting cases. Who knows? Maybe I should have been a detective, a detective. in another life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there the you go. Acting. I got it out of my system. Yeah. Get it out of your system. You can play in, you can, you can play a detective and be a detective without committing. Yes. Yeah. And I actually know a real life detective and uh oh, wow. life her life is busy and hard and and dangerous. And <laughs> I'm good to just play one on TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think that's one job I could do. I'd probably like, you know, yeah, you have to go and console the families and talk to them. I'd probably be worse off than they were. So they'd be like consoling me. They'd be like, it's okay. You know, we, we appreciate you grieving with us. Right. That is part of the job. I actually, when I answered that question, I wasn't even thinking about that aspect. That's actually a hard aspect. I think uh, for me, the exciting part is the behind the scenes, like looking at it and trying to crack the puzzle. Oh yeah. I would, yeah, that's totally a pretty cool, 
career. So. I suck at puzzles, so I can yeah. never be a detective. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the hardest emotion that you have to pull off on set? What would you say that would be? Um, you know, I've I haven't been asked much for anything intimate and I think that when that day comes that'll be hard because <laughs> I'm out of practice <laughs> uh, showing that on camera I think the closest I've ever come is like kissing my husband or boyfriend or something like that and I remember the first time I did that on camera I, I had a real life boyfriend and he's like you didn't tell me you had to do that <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I think it's so interesting because as an actor, I don't think about how what I do on camera affects my real life um, relationships. Right. Um, and I think the most successful relationships that I have had in my personal life have been those that just honor what I do for a living and understand that it's separate and that I'm a good enough actor that I can play a role without, you know, letting it bleed into my real life. Um and, you know, there are some roles that are tricky to separate from, which I guess that's a good thing sometimes, depending on the role, right? Like if it's a right. lead in a feature, you might want to think about that 24-7. Um, but I do think it's healthy every now and then to have some separation. Um, anyway, that's 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 one place. I think intimacy is something I think I would find hard to do on set because I have not been asked to do much of it. <laughs> I think, yeah, that would yeah. be kind of hard to do on set. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, tell us about your current project on Netflix. You have another one, um, and it's been, like, in the top ten, and it's won a bunch of awards. So tell us about your current project that's on Netflix. Oh, yes. It's called Made. Um, and actually, award season is coming up. So those are just nominations, not winnings. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's been doing quite well in that department. So it's gotten several nominations for Critics', critics Choice. Golden Globe. Um, there's one more I'm blanking on. So I feel like award season is going to go very well for this project. So basically Made is based on a New York Times bestseller book. And um, it's about a true story of a woman who was a victim of DV, domestic violence. And what's interesting about this is it's such a unique take on it. So, you know, when I think of something like that, I think of physical abuse. But when you watch this, you realize, though there's a little bit of that, there's more. It goes deeper than that. It's emotional and mental. Right. And it even got me questioning some of my own previous relationships because I identified with what I was watching on camera. And I thought, wow, that's that's a form of manipulation. No wonder people feel um, like they're stripped stri stri stripped of their power. Um, and it's just really... I mean, it's sad. It's a very sad story, but it's such a compelling story. I haven't talked to anyone that has disliked it. Most people will say um, it was hard to watch, but I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And so um, there are 10 episodes. I'm in episode nine, so I'm a guest star. And um, I play an interesting role. It, it's funny, we off off the radio, you and I were chatting about hoarders. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, my character was a hoarder. Oh, oh wow! And so I I did do what you guys were doing before this call. I was um, <laughs> watching a lot of hoarder shows because I wanted to play the role without judging her. Like I didn't want to just take the typical cliche of what a hoarder was like. I wanted to understand why do people hoard, and it turns out there's different categories of hoarding. Um, and right. so in talking to the director and the writer of my show, I was a functional hoarder. Um, so I was a mother. And not at all a negligent mother. I had, in this show, I had four kids. So three and one on the way. And a very good mother, very caring, very loving. She just couldn't throw anything away. And she justified yeah. it by saying, this all belongs to my children and their childhoods. I, I can't just throw it away. And so that's how she became a hoarder. And, you know, there were little paths where she could walk and the kids could walk and they could still cook food. And it's not like they were leaving food out, but there was just stuff everywhere um so yeah so functional hoarder apparently is a category and when i was watching all oh. these shows i ended up crying it's funny how you were talking about the cobra head and <laughs> yeah, yeah it was it was i mean it was weird it man. was weird and i wanted to start just bawling and this poor lady had no idea she was sharing her bedroom with a mummified copperhead and then yeah. of course oh, we're like 
how did it get mummified? And how did it get in there in the first place? It's, but and what happened like, to it that it died yeah. in that position ready to strike? And it's just been, she, it's been, it was mummified. So that tells you how long it's been in her bedroom. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, I, I played a hoarder and, yeah. um, and uh, it was a wonderful experience. I mean, you know, because we've been dealing with the pandemic for as long as we right, have, right. Uh, productions have come back, but you know, we have strict rules with how to treat actors on set. So when I booked this, I had to quarantine for two weeks and I was incredibly strict about the quarantine because we shot up in Canada and I didn't want to get kicked out of the country or hit with a huge fine. So I was very, very disciplined and and it was psychologically hard on me. I mean, I never left the hotel room for 14 days. Yeah. Wow. It was hard. Um, you know, uh, we'll probably chat about the fact that I also teach acting, but teaching acting is one thing that kept me sane because I had my students. So... I had my students one after the other on Zoom, so that helped me not feel so alone. And then I looked forward to meals because what else is there to do? <laughs> so um, I try not to stuff my face, but I I would eat small, healthy meals, and then I would really enjoy dinner. And, and I <laughs> sit down and watch something great on TV. And, and that's what I did until it was time to get on set. Um, and being on set was awesome. Um, they had already developed quite a close bond, the cast and the crew. By the time I showed up for episode nine, you know, they all were family and I'm the newbie, but everyone was very welcoming. Um, it's interesting because I was up in Canada for a very long time, but I didn't shoot for very long. So a lot of it was waiting. And that's just how the cookie crumbles when it comes to Hollywood. People think it's so glamorous, but you're really just hiding in a hotel until it's your turn to, to be on set. Um, oh yeah, that's but it, true. it was a wonderful experience, and um, everyone was so lovely, and I'm so happy that it's doing as well as it's doing. It is, it, and we actually have seen the trailer, so we we're have. gonna we're have, have to, to go look back, at it, yeah, yeah, and watch it. Oh wow! <laughs> well, I know Gabe is underage, so I guess Tiffany, I would just say watch it first. <laughs> you know, and okay, and then kind of be like, nope, you can't see this. Yeah, there's just some images that I feel like they get seared in your brain, you know. Oh, wow. Uh, and, yeah, I know what you're talking about. A lot of people, especially at tender ages, can be so impressionable. So, you know, Absolutely. even for me, I, I ended, there was one episode, I won't say which one it is, but um, just because I don't want to give it away, but it had to do with the little girl. And I just felt like what was happening wasn't her fault, and yet she was the one suffering. So I ended up crying because, you know, here you have this innocent child who's dealing with what her parents are putting her through. So yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I don't think there was an episode I didn't cry, but that was the one where I cried really hard. Oh. <laughs> wow. And that's definitely going to the top of my list. Yeah. Oh, yay. Okay, good. <laughs> now, speaking of roles and everything, if you could write the perfect role for yourself, what would that be? I think I want to be Wonder Woman part two or three. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess now that's been taken, but um you know, when I was growing up, um, we didn't have a lot of representation on TV, at least not American TV. And um, I'm Puerto Rican and um, TV, you know, so right. somewhere along the line, I heard that the original Wonder Woman was part Latina. And oh, wow. it wow. shook me up. And I don't think a lot of people know that because when you see her image, she looks Caucasian you know, blue eyes, really, really light skin. And I, I don't know if that was her natural hair color, but she has dark hair, but yeah, no, she was part Mexican. And I just remember thinking, oh, my people can do this, <laughs> you know? And so, <laughs> so I think that that kind of just decided this, it birthed this desire to be a superhero. And, <laughs> um, you know, I was watching WandaVision. Was it this year or last year? The pandemic is all bleeding together. Yeah, it is all bleeding together. No, this year. This year, right? And I I remember thinking, is there any reason that I could not be any of these characters? And I couldn't come up with one. And that, that made me happy that I was at a place where I could look at a role and be like, no, no one has the monopoly on any particular character. So, um, so yeah, if I were to write my own role, it'd be like an action hero. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. Now, what would be the hardest thing that you've ever learned on set? Ooh. Uh, 
the hardest thing I ever learned on set is honestly keeping up your stamina. That is the hardest, I think. Um, and I think you uh, you only really know that when you're there. Working, yeah. And you're finally the actor that booked the job that has to deal with what it means to keep your stamina up. Right. Um, particularly if, let's say, they gave you a very early call time and something happened and they're behind schedule and now your scene is like the last one of the day and you've been there all day and you've, you've been trying to get yourself psychologically ramped up because, you know, they could be calling at any minute. That is hard. Um, and it's exhausting. I mean, I think people think, oh, you're just chilling in your trailer. Um, no. <laughs> so no, thing, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I've had to learn how to balance my energy. So I could give like, yes, I could check in constantly with the first AD or second AD going, you know, when is my turn? But that's not professional. So no. I figured, you know, uh, kind of just get an idea of where they're at and then give myself proper time to rest and proper time to prep. So if I think I'm about an hour away, I usually start my prepping. Um, but if I think it's going to be longer than that, then I might just lay low and chill. Uh, maybe put my focus on something that else that needs to get done. But um, the work never leaves me. It's it's interesting. It's kind of like, you know how our computer has all these programs that's running at the same time? I feel like yeah. that's what an actor does. Um, and, 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 like that. Yeah. yeah like. Ah especially if it's an emotional scene, I don't let go of my trigger. I just kind of put it off to the side, but it's not gone. So when it's time to go on set and pull it up again and do my big crying or whatever I have to do, it's there and it's always been there. And it's not like I'm pulling it up from scratch. So that to me is the hardest thing about being in this industry <laughs> is the stamina. Oh yeah, I know for sure that I have to just snack Every couple yeah. of hours when I'm on set. I just yeah. snack. Craft, craft services knows me very well. Let's just say that. <laughs> and they make sure he's stocked with apples. Yes. Yeah. Apples. Is apple. that your favorite? Yeah, that's my favorite fruit. And I just wander around just eating apples. And watching oh. cat videos. And watching cat videos. Oh, I love cats. <laughs> so if anyone wants to just trap me on set, they just have to put out an apple and just like. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. And Apple and um, cat videos. All right. Yes. If so I add that to, to, yes. Add that to my list. Yeah. yeah. Add that to your list. Well, you, you feel free to borrow that. Thank you. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so Gloria, what has been, you know, you've been in the industry, you are a teacher, but we will get to that in a sec, but you have such a vast experience. What has been the most rewarding thing that you've learned overall in the industry? Oh, um, I think the most rewarding thing is that we all are the same. <laughs> so what I mean by that is uh, there's no there's no distinction other than, for example, years of experience or credits between um, collaborators and co-stars. So you want to create an equal playing ground on set so everyone feels like they have something to contribute a value and it's appreciated right and that's important to create on set so that the new person coming in doesn't feel intimidated working with a huge celebrity right yeah. so um yeah. i have managed to work with big celebrities and I, honestly i would say most of the time they are wonderful loving normal people who in between takes will strike up a conversation and that has taught me that I can be in this industry and be myself and be a great actor. I don't have to stay in character 100% unless I choose to. You know, there is that method we've all heard of called method um, right. where, where people can stay. And, you know, I've used it occasionally. It depends on the difficulty of the role. But it is so nice to know that you can make friends on set and relax a little bit in between takes and that we are all in this together because we have one common goal, which is to create the best product we can. Nobody wants to put out, you know, uh, slipshod work. We all want to do good stuff. So I remember I was on how to get away with murder. Uh, I did a few episodes one season. I did like nine episodes. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was really cool. And uh, I, I played a detective on that ass also. And um, funny that the writers were, they kept writing that I was investigating this particular case and going through each of the main characters as suspects, right? Or at least just to mm -hmm. interrogate them. And finally, I got this scene with Viola Davis. 
And I was so happy because she was one of the few that still remained out of that main group of series regulars that my character had not uh, interrogated yet. And so I was so happy I had <laughs> seen her. <laughs> and she was so awesome. And that was such a great learning experience for me on set that day because I brought my game. I brought my performance. I was ready to rock with this A-lister. And she was too. But in between takes, she also just chilled and like talked to me as a human. And I thought, oh, that can happen. <laughs> you know, right. you can be that cool. <laughs> All right. I want to do that too. <laughs> that's, that's some that's a great lesson that is that is just to know that they're everyone yeah everyone's still just human they're not aliens <laughs> <laughs> yes i have i have since grown out of that concept <laughs> i like that yeah, I, know, I like that i, I totally like that, like that. Yeah. it hung around for a long time yeah <laughs> <laughs> well now i'm gonna have to start calling gabriel an alien oh so. no gloria thank you <laughs> oh Go tomorrow. gabriel i'm so sorry <laughs> If you could collaborate with anyone in the industry, who would it be and why? Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah. is one of my favorite actresses. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Right? There's never been a moment. You know how there are some celebrities where they kind of come and go for you? Um, she's never been that person for me. Listen, just no. as soon as she hit the scene, I think her first major feature was the boxing one, Girl Fight? I think Girl, Fight, Girl Fight, yeah. Um, I just thought she was so cool and – and um, a good actress, and she was tough but didn't play tough. She just was innately tough. And I'm originally from the Bronx, New York, which is typically known as being this tough place. Um, but I've been in L.A. for so long, I think I've softened around the edges a little bit. But, <laughs> but when I saw her on camera, I was like, yes, that's – I know that. I know that type of person. I, I'm not that type of – I don't like to punch anyone, but <laughs> – but I feel like I can identify with that. That's so cool. And then as I watched her grow in Hollywood, she's just beautiful and and smart and kind and just really succeeding and not going away. And I love that there's longevity in this industry and not everyone has that. You know, some people are one hit wonders or overnight wonders. Away. Um despite their, their best efforts, you know, I mean, this could be a very tough industry, but then there are those who stick around and perhaps they reinvent themselves. And that to me is so inspiring. Um, you know, JLo is one of those too. That's true. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah. Uh, like for me, when JLo first hit the scene, I, I think I was jealous, you know, cause I'm like another Puerto Rican from the Bronx who also sings and dances. But then I realized, whoa, whoa, whoa. But she's like fierce at, everything she does I think I'm like okay at everything I do <laughs> she's like fierce at it and then on top of that she doesn't relax so she has her own clothing line her own um for a while there she had that Kohl's like designer line oh yeah, she's um, oh, yeah. and now like I just walked through the mall the other day and I think she has something going on with guests or no coach with coach because she's all over that advertisement. So I was like, oh my gosh, she's everywhere. And then her music career. So she's just one of those people who was who's smart and goes, you know what? I'm going to put my hands in every pot. I don't think that's the expression. <laughs> like <laughs> fires in every, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I just think that's so cool. So to answer your question, Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> all right. Well, that, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez and J-Lo. Yeah, that yes. works. Yes. <laughs> I can come hang out with you guys and carry your stuff. There yes. you go. Oh, just hang I'll out just... with us. Okay, there sounds good. Go. Sounds Perfect. good. <laughs> now, you are also, we talked about this a bit earlier, you're an um, industry instructor and coach. What made you want to add that to your resume? Um, you know, it's interesting. Now that I've developed this uh, video series for actors, which is currently online, uh, I think people are more aware of me as a coach because I didn't really talk about it before, but it's actually not new. Um, so I've been coaching and teaching for over 20 years. Uh, wow. Yeah. So it kind of fell into my lap. So here's what happened. Uh, when I graduated college, I started auditioning and acting and all sorts of things. But a lot of these things that I ended up booking asked me to do some form of teaching. Um, a lot of it was theater. Huh. So uh, in theater, especially if you do theater for youth audiences, they might, uh, the producers might also include a post-production, a post-play discussion with the audience. And in a lot of these jobs that I held, where I had the, the role of not only actor, but teaching artist, 
I had to create my own post-play discussion curriculum. So it kind of just came along with some of the jobs I accepted. And then I remember getting this contract at a theater in New Jersey, very well-known theater, George Street Playhouse. I mean, you say that in the East Coast and everyone's like, oh my God, you're working there? So yeah, I got a, a contract working there and they were like, hey, Gloria, we're looking for teachers. If you're interested, we have this weekend like program for kids. And I thought, sure, why not? You know, because we all know theater doesn't pay very well. You do it for the love of the craft. Right. And I was like, yeah, I could use I could use the extra cash. That'd be cool. So that's another way that it just fell into my lap. And then before you knew it, I had this like incredible binder of ideas and teaching um, concepts. And when I moved to LA years ago and I needed a job, I just started to teach because it was something people were looking for and I was good at it and I just kept getting hired. And, and then before you knew it, like people were coming to me for audition coaching and I was really good at that. So people just kept coming to me and word kind of spread and I never really had to advertise. So before you knew it, I had this second career as a coach, <laughs> which was wonderful because it fell right in line with acting. It didn't deviate from anything in, in this industry. So it all just was very connected. And I, I always felt like I had my finger on the pulse. And that kind of bled into schools hiring me, like different acting studios in oh. L.A., and, you know, because people just hear about you and then you get an email saying, hey, we're looking for a teacher, blah, blah, blah. And I started directing showcases for kids to get agents and managers. Mm -hmm. I mean, this just has been a big part of my life. So as I get older and I'm trying to, like, focus myself so that my energy is <laughs> not going everywhere, um, I decided to create this video series. Um, it's not going to replace my teaching. I think I will still keep teaching, but I do think it will lighten the load a bit. So it's a... Cool concept, if I say so myself. Uh, it's unlike the YouTube videos you see. I made sure of that. Um, because when I went to the YouTube rabbit hole of videos for acting, I found all these little clips uh, of people just kind of giving golden nuggets of advice, right? But I, I thought to myself, if I was new at acting and I wanted to learn, this would not make me a very good actor. I'm, I'm confused. I'm lost. There's no progression. I'm randomly choosing teachers. I don't know their resume. And I thought, this is not the way to do it. Uh, so I came up with this video series so that from video number one to video 17, um, <laughs> you're getting a well-rounded foundational education. Um, so if any of your listeners are interested, they would go to my website, which is easy. It's just my first name and my last name.com. So GloriaGaryUa.com. And uh, that's where I have my videos and they would subscribe and just keep it as long as they want to keep the classes. You know how here in Hollywood, we have ongoing acting classes. Yeah. And I also have some classes that have a limited time, like, oh, this class is four weeks. So this class is six weeks. Well, ongoing is uh, always what every actor should try and ongoing at some point, because, you know, I've done ongoing in my life and I'll be with a teacher for a year or two. And that's really where their growth is at. Um. Because you, you're studying a style and you're really staying at the party. That's my expression. You know, sometimes you go to a party, you're uncomfortable and you leave. But if you go to a party and you're uncomfortable, but you stick it out, you might make a friend. You might have a great conversation. Right. You might. So like, that's my metaphor for acting too. Like stay at, stay at the party, stay there a little longer than you think. Don't give up so quickly. Um, and so with the series, people can keep it as long as they wish or cancel when they're done with it. But the videos go from one through 17. Each particular video has a focus and um, the videos are short. I, I do give a lot of information, but I try not to overwhelm anyone. And then at the end, there's a quiz. <laughs> so oh, it really oh, does feel like an online course. There's also a guidebook in case someone's a visual or tactile learner. You know, you could always print out the guidebook and kind of keep it in your hand. I'm that way. I like to hold something. Listening is fine, yeah. but it's nice to see and hold and touch and highlight and circle. When I get my auditions, I, I print them. I think some actors don't. They just have the software to kind of highlight on the screen. I like to print. I like to I write print. all over it. You too? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so the guidebook, I think, is very useful for anyone who is, a, is that kind of a learner. Um, so yeah, so my series is something that I just created. I'm so proud of it because I did everything myself. I mean, the filming part was easy because – 
I teach this stuff pretty much every day. So what I was talking about, the content, that was easy to come up with. Editing, eh, I kind of had to teach myself how to edit. <laughs> and then and then came the harder part, like all the behind the scenes business stuff, you know, like, you know, because you have your own podcast. Right. <laughs> so, right. You know, like um, copywriting this or creating a business account for that or, you know, um, legalizing this. <laughs> like, I think that's the harder part. All those little things that you're like, what do I have to do? Oh, God. So that's the extra. And then on top of that came all the marketing. And I think the marketing aspect was what really pooped me out. Uh, so I'm taking a little break from that. Um because I think it, it sells itself. I don't have to work quite as hard. Uh, luckily, in this town, a lot of agents and managers know me. So they refer a lot of their clients to me. And I know a lot of them are referring their clients to the video series. And the good thing about it is um, it is cheaper than private one-on-one. -on -one. Of course, because with private one-on-one, -on -one, you have the teacher live in front of you exclusively for that long period of time. But with the series, you have it at home. So you watch it whenever you want, right? Before right. bed, in the morning, in between things. Um, so yeah, so it's at a, a lower price point, which I think is also very attractive, especially to newbies who can be really uh, shocked by the prices of the industry. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. being an actor requires an investment. It's not just the classes. It's also your headshots. It's your style. It's your publicity. There's just a lot of money that goes into it, but you do get a lot out of it. So that's why I call it an investment. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that note, we're going to go on a commercial break. Gloria, would you stay around for a fun round coming up? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. All right, cool. We'll <laughs> yeah. be right back, guys. Cool. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back, guys. If you're not downloaded, anchor.fm. Do it. Do it. Start making your own podcast today, and let's get back into the show. The fun round. All right, Gloria. Yes. What is your favorite city and why? Paris. Paris. Oh, uh, I want to go to Paris. Me I want to go. I think right. I've been there now three times. Wow. wow. What's your favorite place in Paris to go to? Uh, okay, I'm not going to say Eiffel Tower, right? Because everyone right. says yeah. that. Um. I'm going to say the Chocolate Museum. <gasps> it's a little hidden gem. I think I discovered it in some travel book that I dug through. And I ended up going to this Chocolate Museum like two or three days before I finally left the city. And I was there for a month, that particular trip. And it it was better for me than any of the major museums <laughs> that I went to. <laughs> And if you know anything about Paris, I mean, the museums is what it's famous for, right? Absolutely. Uh, but the chocolate museum, I just loved the history of learning about the cacao bean and how it made its way to Europe and how Europeans learned to use it from the indigenous people of Central right. America right. and um, how they commercialized it and how it became what we know of today as chocolate. And then by the time you get to the end of the tour, they give you samples, but it's not just sit down and here's a sample. It's a whole demonstration of how they make chocolates. Wow. So you sit there for about uh, maybe 20, 30 minutes and they talk you through it. And it's quite an extensive process depending on what they're making, how, ele how elegant it's going to be. Because some chocolates are just gorgeous. You don't even want to bite into them. They're just so pretty. Right. And then they walk around with samples. And of course, I was the American who was trying her hardest to speak French. So they loved me. So they were giving me <laughs> extra samples. <laughs> they're like, yes, we're going to give more to her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like it when you make an effort to speak the language. And, and I'm such a connoisseur of chocolate. So, yeah. Uh, okay, that's going to be the first place I visit. Yeah, the first, place, the first place I visited was any restaurant that has croissant that's true oh yeah <laughs> they're gonna run out of bread when i show up <laughs> <laughs> nice all right what would you say is the strangest talent that you have oh uh, i i don't know strangest talent can you give me an example <laughs> um uh, like can you touch your tongue to your nose or and i have bizarre finger strength yeah he really does he has super bizarre finger strength um, okay, no, I can't do any of that. Uh, but okay. I, I'm I'm really flexible. Does that count? I mean, okay, that, that kind of counts. counts. Yeah. I think it's because I well, not so much anymore, especially because the pandemic. I haven't danced in forever, but I used to dance. And then on top of that, um, I do yoga every single day. Oh, so you, I love yoga. Have you tried Birkham yoga? <laughs> I'm too scared to try that. <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> I I have. It's, oh, I'm no. always 
cold. Like for some reason, I'm just always cold. I'm not anemic, but I just, I'm always cold. And of course it was like 60 million degrees in there. And I was just kind of laid out like, yes, I'm home. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I see what you mean. So it was like a pleasure to be in there because you're always cold. It was exactly. Yeah. exactly. Oh, I thought and you everybody... were cold in there. <laughs> no, 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 no. And everybody else was like, of course, all miserable. And I'm just like, this you're just is there so chilling. Awesome. Yeah, you're just there chilling. Oh. I should try it because I should try. Actually, no, not chilling, heating. I guess. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm always cold too. I should try it then. You should. You should try it. Okay, when we come to LA, we're gonna go find a space. Oh no. Oh yeah. I mean, they're all over the place here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you rather rap battle Snoop Dogg or Eminem? I would say Snoop Dogg because. Yeah. His, he has such a cute face to me. Like, I would look at him and just smile, whereas Eminem scares me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Eminem yeah. feels like he's going to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're both great rappers, and there's no competition. They would beat me right away. But oh, yeah. I would rather be at the mic with Snoop Dogg because I feel like we would probably just crack jokes together. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'd I mean, probably, we'd oh, probably just end up talking about his wine. <laughs> yeah. And I just kind of want to know, dude, are you seriously best, best friends with Martha? How did that happen? Please oh. tell me details. <laughs> and I would compliment. There's this cute um, Corona uh, commercial that he has. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He walks around the beach handing them out. And after each time he gives one out, he just does the peace sign. <laughs> he just yeah, looks yeah. so cool. Cute. <laughs> right. If you could create a new genre of movie, what would it be? Oh, Okay. I would do some weird mix of thriller and rom- romance. <laughs> I love them both. I, I'm I'm the typical like rom com queen. Um, I don't I don't take them seriously. I don't think you're supposed to. I kind of just put them on when I feel like daydreaming or just feeling really inspired about like trying. You know, just, right. just setting right. a, a silly ambition out there and aiming for it. Right. Uh, that's what I think rom-coms are, just kind of giving you back that hope, <laughs> right? The hope of love <laughs> right. or whatever. Um, but then I love thrillers, um, not necessarily horror, even though I'm okay with horror too, but thrillers, like psychological thrillers, things that keep you on the edge of your seat. Um, yeah, so some weird combination of that. <laughs> oh, that would be kind of good cool. to watch. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. That's it's possible. Would. It is. Right. Thanks for the positivity, guys. <laughs> what are the three things that are still pending on your bucket list? Oh, okay. Um, I want to. There's two places I want to visit. I want to visit Asia and I want to visit Africa. So that's on my bucket list. Um, what else? Uh, I want to. I want to get married. <laughs> like I haven't done that, so right. that'll be a bucket list thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's yeah. true. There you um, go. And a third one, I don't know. What do I want to do that I haven't done? I don't know. Throw some ideas out there. Let's see. Now, let's see. I you, I mean, you, you seem like a really good world traveler. So that's like kind of yeah. a check. I've done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, maybe I should try something athletic. I'm so not athletic. I'm not either. <laughs> that maybe on my bucket list, I should just do like – I don't know, skiing <laughs> or like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, snowboarding. I've just never done things like that. I'm so prone to falling and silliness. Uh, I am. Yeah. The yeah. only movement I enjoy is dance and working out. It's pretty limited. <laughs> if I can go one day without getting injured or falling or something, then it, something's wrong. That's true. <laughs> so. I mean, you should, guys, you, you all should just see poor Gabe. Sometimes he's just walking and like just trips and then he'll start laughing. Because I don't know anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. <laughs> Gotta pick up those feet, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? To his defense, we've all been stuck at home for a while. It's oh, easy yeah. to drag your feet. That's true. That's true. That's true. That is true. But it's, it's, I think it's so funny. I'm going to have to just tape it whenever it happens and like put it on Instagram or <laughs> on the download and be like, guys, see, I told y'all. <laughs> Oh my God. Just have cameras all over the house. Exactly. 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 Okay. We're big foodies over here. So we have a foodie question for you. Grilled cheese or cheeseburgers? Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a comfort food. And so is yeah. cheeseburger, but I think cheeseburger requires a little more, more digestive um, yeah. effort. <laughs> you know, like you would just sit and feel full, whereas grilled cheese, you just feel sort of content. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and there's something about grilled cheese, just the butter and the cheese, and mmm, it's good. Yeah, well, it reminds us of <laughs> the good great. old days of being kids, and yeah. you know, yeah. it's cold outside, and someone makes you a warm tomato soup with the grilled cheese. Ooh, that <laughs> actually sounds really good. Wait, now I'm okay. <laughs> Let's continue. If you could only take five things to a desert island, what would they be? Oh, I was thinking about this before and I didn't complete my list beforehand, but <laughs> all right, here it goes. So, you know, that show naked and afraid. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. I think they're only required to bring one thing. So I was thinking about what episodes have I seen where the one thing people bring is smart, you know, cause you want to be smart. So I would bring a knife. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Right. You're going to need it to chop things down. I think I would also bring a knife sharpener. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. a, a waste. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows how long I'll be on this island? That's uh, then they sell those devices. I don't know what they're called. That actually like process salt water and make it into actual fresh drinking water. Oh yeah, oh. those little tablets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, then that I would like bring. Water that. purifiers. Yeah. Um, I would bring a book, and I was struggling what book I would bring, and you know. I am I'm I'm a, I'm a little religious, but I'm not super religious. Uh-huh. But the the book that I thought of was the Bible, because I thought if I bring that, I will be not only educating myself on right. history, um, but also I'll be hopeful. You know that I'll, one day I'll get off this island. That's true. <laughs> and, That'll give you and, hope. Yeah, exactly. And it's like never ending reading. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's the thickest true. book that's ever, true. right? And then I, I think I have one more, huh? So um, I feel like this one should be something creative. Oh, uh, a writing instrument. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I, I would figure out where to write. Maybe I would carve into a tree or <laughs> write <laughs> on the margins of the Bible. But um, I think you're going to want to get your anxiety out because <laughs> you're on an yeah. island. And, and maybe, you know, you can keep a list of hopeful things you're going to do when you get off the island. When you get off. There you nice. go. That's yeah. a, those are some very unique ones. We've never yeah. had anybody say those before. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. There you go. <laughs> huh. What is the strangest thing that has either happened to you or that you've seen on set? Oh, um, well, okay. <laughs> the strangest thing that has ever happened to me, I think happened in September. Um, I attended an event, like an industry event. What was it? The Oh, um, so I'm a member of the TV Academy. And this was, oh, that's right. The, the peer group night. So they huh. do this night where people in the performance group, because the TV Academy has categories for every element of the TV world, casting, agents. So the, the, the performers peer group night is for actors. So I showed up and I was having a wonderful time and I saw this woman that I know. So I saw her just from behind, but I knew it was her. So her name's Nicole. So I said, Nicole, hi. I was happy to see her and hugged me. So she hugged me really fast. I didn't really see her face, but she hugged me really fast and goes, hi, and then walked away. And I thought, well, that's weird. Maybe she just wasn't in the mood to talk. Okay. So the next day I texted her and I said, hey, really good to see you yesterday. I like what you were wearing. <laughs> and she wrote me back and she goes, what are you talking about? I was home cozy in my pajamas last night. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently this woman that um, I called Nicole, I guess, wanted to, you know, pretend that she knew me too. She must have been embarrassed and then she didn't want to embarrass me. And so she did that Hollywood thing where we kind of fake that we know each other. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> The worst part of the story was that I texted the real Nicole and the real Nicole outed both of us, right? Oh, like, that's so funny. You not know what I look like. I'm like, I saw you from behind. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so that, that's awesome. That Strange awesome. and funny. <laughs> now, if you had to pick one, which one would be real? Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster? Uh, Bigfoot. The Loch Ness Monster. Isn't it the sea creature? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that scares me. <laughs> Bigfoot doesn't scare me quite as much because I, I mean, I, okay. So I think Bigfoot is described as like half man, half beast, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I think that there's unexplainable things in this world. So 
uh, I don't know, if you believe in like the evolution theory, then at one point cavemen looked like that too. So I just think that that's less scary and less intimidating. I mean, at the end of the day, they're probably just hunting food. So, (laughs) but the longest monster, that scares me because you can't see him. He's underwater, so he'll just creep up at you. Um, He could be anywhere in the globe. (laughs) I I would go with Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Jaws, but with just a slightly bigger creature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the one thing that you do that can make you lose track of time? Ugh, YouTube. Oh my God. Oh, that's a rabbit hole. That is. I'm obsessed. I, I, I really take pleasure of enjoying uh, these short little clips that are very educational. And when one's over, I want more. So before you know it, I've watched 10 in a row. I've wasted two hours. It's like, Oh my God. So I really have to limit it. Um, so I watch it in the morning when I do my workout because that's workout in. Um, and then at night, I'll usually put on some kind of guided meditation. And I have to limit it to that because if not, oh my God. <laughs> I can watch Cat Videos 2 game. Funny. TikTok. That's my guilty pleasure. Really? Can, oh, really? Yeah. oh, yeah, I know. I mean, it's you do. I send you TikToks like all the time. Yes, I know. And you never look at them though, but that's okay. Just I see my phone, I see it light up, and I automatically know what it is, and I just walk away. <laughs> can, can you talk me through that? Because I cannot get into TikTok. So, what is it that's getting you? You know, I think it's just the randomness. Sometimes <laughs> you can just go through there and find anything. Yeah. And, and so you never know what you're going to see. And you're just scrolling and scrolling. And there's this one guy on TikTok named Greg. It's like Gregisms. And that's his little at Gregisms. <laughs> I love Greg. I mean, I want to be his friend just because he's so random. <laughs> and he's a pre-K teacher, I think. Pre-K or kindergarten. One and of he them. talks about his kids. And then he'll take you like he's never been to... Let's just say family dollar. So he'll take you on a tour of family dollar and walk you through <laughs> and like just go through and talk about what's in the store and why he does or does not like it. And, and it's I just, just so random. It's just the most random. So I think TikTok what's telling to it is just the randomness. Yeah, you never you, know what you're gonna find. You don't have to necessarily think. Yeah. It's just that's what scares me. Um, so there's, there's this other video that I watched because uh, I like to watch educational videos. And there's this one that was saying that now humans have reached the point of having a shorter attention span than a goldfish. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. goldfish can have attention for nine seconds and we humans cut out at about six. Wow. And, and why I won't allow myself to get on TikTok because the the immediate gratification of those quick videos I think will create a very bad habit for me and I know I already spiral because look how I am with YouTube (laughs) so I'm trying to stay off plus the other thing about TikTok is am I right there's like no homepage so like the videos just keep coming yeah they (laughs) just keep coming coming and then like you have who, who you're following and then they I guess based on who you're following they suggest people and it's just the most random, but and you can't, it's <laughs> a rabbit anything. hole. And six seconds, and you're right. Six, after six seconds, I'm like, okay, your, your video is way too long. Let me move on. It's three really? minutes. Yeah. I know, I can't. Yeah, it's like the weird thing is with YouTube. I know people would rather watch a five, like multiple five minute videos than one 20 minute video. And the sad yeah. part is that, you know, if you're visually over it in six seconds, then whatever you're watching has to visually captivate you. So that means the content creator has to keep the image moving, which means it's hard to even just be a content creator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God bless all content creators because that is like the hardest thing. That is the hardest thing. It really is. Like even just when I was editing my video, and if you're a TikTok person, you're going to have to be very patient with my video series because it is me teaching. So – it's the image doesn't move. It's, it's me <laughs> teaching. Um, but that is one of my goals in 2022 is um, I want to work on the craft of focus because I think we've lost that. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and I know because I teach kids all the time and like to keep them alive for 30 minutes on camera, they're like, they're looking at the dog or they're looking at the window and I'm like, hi, hello. 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 I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my goal for 2022. <laughs> right. What is the one movie that you could watch over and over on repeat and never get tired of? Um, okay. I don't know if you know this one, Gabe, because it's kind of an older movie. Uh, it's called My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Oh, no. oh, my God. 
You should play it for him. I think I, I don't think it's that bad for kids. No, I think it's pretty, yeah, it's sex okay. scene though. <laughs> uh, I don't remember, but I I think there is. I I don't think it leads to anything. I think it's just Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei being cute with each other. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, that movie is just so funny. It's just so funny, and so um. I, I find the humor ridiculous and smart at the same time. And the the, the storyline is very, very simple. So you can get lost in the jokes. And that's the best part. And I just will never get over that movie. That is a good <laughs> one. Yeah, well, yeah. I think you've seen it, haven't you? I might have. I've seen so many movies that you've just yeah. forced me to watch. I have one. That I've gotten. Like, I don't remember. Good. Them. Good mama. <laughs> yeah. I think the one movie that I could watch over and over is probably like Underworld. Like, I love that movie. Yeah, those are good movies. Yeah. Oh, with that, I've seen that Vampire. Oh, with Kate Beckins- Beckinsale? Yes. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's a great actress. She's really oh, yeah. good, yeah. Right. If it's like, it's kind of like the, the Vampire and Lycan series and Just they're vampires fighting, and each, fighting other. each other. Just mindless entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. I feel like I can see the poster image in my right. head. Very oh, yeah. blue. Yeah. The, yeah. the cinematography it was, is really pretty. I yeah. mean, in a in a dark sort of way. Well, it is well, dark, it's a dark movie, but it's so. the cinematography is just like that old Transylvanian type, or you know, oh. old. Yeah, I think that's what's appealing. Yeah, that's what makes me keep watching it over and over. It's really appealing. Yeah, I can see the attraction to that because yeah. it's a different. Is it a different era or a different period? It's like modern, but at the same time, it's like dark and gray yeah old european old european type thing yeah see that's nice because it's different and we're attracted to what's different you know that's true yeah cool (laughs) what is the one piece of advice that you would give to people who want to be in the entertainment industry oh um i would say read read (laughs) people don't read anymore no they do not i i think we have to read more um that's also on my list of things I want to get better at. Cause right now, so I used to belong to a book club and I did that on purpose because I too wasn't reading. And I was a member of the book club for about six years, I think, which was great. Um, but as my coaching business got busier, I was constantly reading scripts. And so uh, it made it hard to also read novels. So I left the book club because um, I just needed some time to focus on my own auditions because I like to read the script when it's available, not just the sides, the script right. <laughs> when it's available and a full script. I mean, if you're taking they're your long. time to, they're long. I mean, we're talking, depends if it's a movie, right? 90 something pages. Um, if it's a TV script, 30 something pages or, or one hour long drama could be like 50 or 60 pages. So we're talking right. about an hour or two of reading, right? Oh, so, yeah. so I stopped reading books because the scripts were taking time. Um, but reading, there, there's a, an expression. There's a guy named Jim Quick. Um, I hope I don't know the demographic of your listeners, but Jim Quick is an older gentleman. But when I say older, I mean like what forties. <laughs> He's not that old, but <laughs> but your demographic may be younger. Um, but his his expression is, leaders are readers. Huh. Huh. So if you're not reading, you are not <laughs> expanding your vocabulary and. I got to tell you, me as an acting coach, when I use certain words and someone looks at me, doe-eyed deer, they don't know what that word means. It's really hard to get into the nuance of a character if I if I if we don't speak the same language. Right. Right. You know how you would describe your character might not be how I would describe your character. That's okay. But if we want to find a happy place, we have to understand each other. And if I'm using words you don't understand. I'm wondering why, like, and I think it's because people are not reading anymore. So you have to read because as an actor, you are far better off knowing a lot, uh, or at least, excuse me, knowing a little bit about a lot of different subjects. Yeah. I know okay. I use his words all the time and confuse people. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that way, when you get a new character, of course, you're going to do research, but it's not like you're starting from scratch. Right. Like you might know right. a little bit about this topic or a little bit about that topic and you are not lost when it comes to where you're going to do your research. So I, I think we all need to read a little bit more. So that's my advice for the industry because when you start reading scripts, how you cold read typically comes across as how much you're reading. If you're not reading that much, your cold read is staggered 
rusty, choppy, stuttery. Uh, you're not making quick, informed decisions. And but when you're like, I got to tell you, some of my brightest stars as as students are avid readers. And and I don't know this until later. I'll have a hunch. I'll have a suspicion. And then I'll ask at some point in our relationship, I'll be like, do you like to read? Oh, I love reading. I read every night. And it's just a pattern. And then those that don't, it's just a whole different talent set. It's a little harder right. to coach. Yeah. So my advice, read. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm an avid reader, so yay! I love reading. <laughs> yay! <laughs> I like to read the book and then watch the movie and compare the two. And I like watching movies. Yes. So that's, that's awesome. We used to do that in my book club, and I when the movies came out, I always was so happy because I'm like, oh, I I read the book. Now I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Right. Exactly. But then when you see the movie and it strays so far from the book. You kind of get like, oh, at least I know I do. I get all upset and I'm like, well, they should have put in this and then this would have made a better plot. And I mean, I think there's a point where you have to like separate the two and just yeah. say there's two different, completely different things. And then you can enjoy it that way. Yeah. Like, like the Percy Jackson movies are awful compared to the books probably. But you see, in my opinion, I can just separate them. You separate. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll have to discuss that further later. Yeah. Off, off. <laughs> In addition to all that you have going on, what's next for you? Ooh, uh, let's see. I just had a, a meeting with my manager yesterday, so I feel like I got a whole slew of things in my brain that I, I want to tackle for 2022 as far as a, a creative, you know, an artist. Um I'm I'm constantly hustling. I am constantly auditioning. And this is the side that, you know, most people don't see of the industry. Right. Um, so um, there's not a new booked project, I don't think, but I'm hoping to ride the wave a little bit of publicity with, with MADE since that's doing so well. Um, but I also do commercials and voiceover and and um, whatever comes my way. So I'm always busy. <laughs> I'm always busy auditioning and I'm always busy teaching. So, so yeah, I got my work cut out for me <laughs> at the start of the year for sure. I'm looking forward to, I mean, my dream really is to book that series regular, which I've done in the past, but pilots that haven't been picked up. Oh, oh no. And uh, you know, it, everyone should have the experience of booking a pilot. It's so joyful. And of course, with that comes the hope of, oh, I hope it gets picked up. This could could change my life. And um I've done a few of those and they haven't been picked up. So my dream is to do something that actually gets picked up. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, and ride that wave for a while. So I'll put well, you put up. that out there in the atmosphere. So yep. we're gonna just say that's coming to you. That is. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> what is the one thing you want our audience to know about you? Oh, <clears throat> oh, uh, <laughs> I would love people to know that I speak more than one language. Um, so Spanish is a given because <laughs> um, there's a lot of content out there of me actually speaking Spanish, but a little bit of French as well. Um, and I used to play piano. I've let that go. I'd like to bring it back. Last year yeah, during the I pandemic, you, what would you say? Oh, yeah. I used to play piano when I was younger. Did you lose the skill? It's not that I lost skill. I turned to focusing on acting. So. I think that's what happened to me. Because I think, not I think, I know. When you're a musician, your instrument requires your dedication. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, the, the piano was taking hours out of every single day when I was doing it. I was doing it as a kid, uh, mostly as a teenager. And I loved it, loved it, loved it. And I tried to keep it up in college, but it just became an extra thing. And, you know, my my acting major was already hard enough, okay? Like all right. the play rehearsals, all the studying we had to do of classics. And I was like, I, I need time. <laughs> so I let go of it. And um, I don't really know if I remember how to read music, but during the pandemic, I picked it up just to kind of play. And there are apps out there that can really help you remember the fingering on the piano. And cool. it's sense cool. memory. So it does start to come back, sense memory and muscle memory. Like right. it starts right. to come back. Cause I used to play for Elise to, you know, right. Like I did it all right. But then when I started learning through the app, I was like, oh, that's right. My finger goes here. Like my muscle started to remember that that's what I used to do. Um, I think any 
any real piano teacher worth their weight and salt will tell you that that's not the way to learn. Like you really should <laughs> look at the music and see what your where it corresponds to the finger and, and the fingering on the piano. But um, but I just wanted a quick fix as we all do, right? <laughs> and, right. I, and I got it out of my system. Um, but yeah, and then dancing. I love to dance. I took a little break from dancing, obviously, because the pandemic. But um, I was thinking, gosh, in the new year, if if Omicron dies down, I'd love to go back into the dance class again. So That's yeah. Cute. Now, what kind of dance is it? Like hip hop or um, well, salsa, reggae? Well, for social dancing, yes. Like, that's my jam. I love a lot of Latin dance, which is like right. salsa, merengue, reggaeton, tango, a lot of the Latin partner dancing. Uh, I have so much respect for partner dancing because you really have to, it's a give and take with your partner and like feeling how their wrist flicks and knowing the direction they want you to go and like like keeping account on the of the beat of the music so that you are landing where where the music strikes and where your partner wants you to go. But for my dance classes, I was taking jazz and jazz is very, oh, wow. it's a broad term because jazz is described as pretty much anything that makes your body move, right? So we could take a pop song from the radio and that's in jazz class. It doesn't have to be typical cliche jazz that you might hear at a jazz club, right? Um, and that's what I love about it, that it was just so broad. Sometimes we would do really up high up tempos or slow ballads. And it was just, it was really, you know, what's interesting about it? I can relate it to acting. So when I was in the class, huh. mo moving my body, that takes intention. You it know, does. like yeah. if you think what character would move their body this way and why are they moving it this way to express something they're feeling in this moment, that's acting. That's and so as an actor, it really puts you in, in touch with your body like what Gabe since you're thinking of possibly going to college and studying this one of the things you have to learn as an actor in college is movement for actors and when I work with a lot of LA or even just film and tv actors there's no connection to the body it's all the face the throat right because you know they're acting through their eyes and they're acting through through their mouth but the body's not connected and it, it, if you were to see a full body shot you see how awkward that looks. Yeah. They're connected in the upper true. quarter, but the three quarters below the neck, no. Um, so dance class really helped me kind of put it all together. Like it, it really is a symbiosis of all the aspects of us as a human. <laughs> you know, the mental connection, the emotional yeah. connection, the body, uh, the heart. Yeah, it's Dance is amazing. I miss it. Clearly, I miss it. <laughs> Clearly. I know I'm a danger to society every time I try to dance. <laughs> Again, I call the National Guard. And... <laughs> it, it's it not true. Well, okay, Gloria, I have to admit here. I've tried to help him learn, like, salsa and merengue. Because, you know, we listen to, to that here at home. Mm -hmm. And he'll, like, kind of be singing the songs. And then I'm like, okay, let's dance. And he just looks at me. He's like, no. No, we're not oh. going to Try that. Don't give up, Gabe, because, <laughs> um, you know, people like to dance and it's such a wonderful way of making new friends. Like the, the bit that I've traveled, I remember I traveled to England to shoot something, actually. But but when we were done, I wanted to meet people and socialize. And I know I like salsa. So I just looked it up to see if there was any salsa lessons being had anywhere in the city. And it was. Apparently, oh. salsa is loved globally. So I like would find all these socials. In England, I did, and I made friends. In Australia, because I was down there for wow. four months shooting something, there are schools dedicated to salsa. They compete on a global scale. But you can still be a beginner and just enter and learn for fun. And I did that, and that was how I got my socialization, because I was alone in Australia, and who wants to be alone, right? So that's like, true. that's how I got my socializing. So I'd film, and then if I had some time that evening, I'd go and socialize and just make friends, you know, um, and, and and just have fun. Uh, and a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah, so you gave, yeah, don't give up. <laughs> and then final question is, where can people find you on social media? Oh, uh, yes, please. Um, uh, everywhere, basically, first and last name. So I'm more active on Instagram. Apparently, I've learned I need to be on TikTok. I am on TikTok, but I just <laughs> I don't look at it. Right. But, but it's no, a rabbit hole. Don't, rabbit. Go down that rabbit don't do hole. it. 
but uh, I, most people can't spell my last name, so uh, I'll just spell it out loud so everyone can hear it. So it's Gloria, and then my last name is G-A-R-A-Y-U-A, and I'm everywhere, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. <laughs> all right, well, Gloria, thank you so much for joining us today. I have had a blast talking to you, and Gabe has, too. we're both sitting over here just smiling away. So. Yeah, Aww. thank you. Me too. Thanks to Gloria for joining us today. We know that we had a blast. We hope you guys did as well. Make sure to check out her social media. And I'll see you guys in the new year. Happy holidays and peace out.